the Two Broke Watch Knobs podcast is an online discussion dedicated to urology and the in-depth coverage, review, and assessment of high-quality, affordable timepieces. There may be instances of strong language, and this podcast is intended for a mature audience. Sit back and enjoy. Hey, this is Mike. Hey, this is Kaz, and you are listening to Two Broke Watch Snobs, and we are on episode 26, which Michael and I discovered with the help of the calculator on my laptop, that this means we've been recording for half a year. Yeah, that was, um, <laughs> we we couldn't we couldn't do the, the math thing, and, uh, you Bro, know. If it's past 4.45, you should be impressed my normal bodily functions are just occurring as they should. Like, at past 4.45, I have... No proper reasoning skills. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, on on that note, did you did you have a good day? The day was okay. Did I? T- I didn't. I couldn't have told you. Did I tell you what happened on the elevator at work? No. Oh my no. god! I think I discovered something incredible about the watch family, and I think I this is about making watch friends. Okay. Okay. I think I discovered the song of our people, or like the watch fam mating call. The ha- hashtag watch fam mating call. I was on the elevator, and um, this wasn't today, this was the other day. And I was wearing my Samurai, um, the Blue Lagoon, you know, the, the, what the fuck, SRP B09K1. <clears throat> sure. And I go in the elevator, and um, I go and I check the time on it because I'm super late. I, I'm just, I'm not on time. I don't give a shit. And so I, I like looking at my watch just to know how late I am, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I look at my watch and then the elevator's crowded, but the person next to me looks at me looking at my watch and I'm like, fuck this guy. Like this, like this, the, the, the dude had a, the dude was wearing like canvas, like army shorts and like a black shirt with like a mad neared. You know what a neared is? No. Like a neck beard. Like, like, oh. <laughs> like from the, from the top of the clavicle to the bottom of his nostrils, like a fucking hairy infection, you know what I mean? So it's like like a Spartan hair helmet. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm, but, but like on it, but like on your neck, you know? Jeez. <laughs> oh, and I'm like, oh, I don't want to fucking talk to this guy. But like, he's looking at me, looking at my watch, and I'm like, whatever. I'll just I'll just wait for the uncomfortable 10, 10 story elevator ride to be over. And then um, when I was done looking at my at my watch, I saw him fiddle with the bracelet on his watch, and I'm like, mm, I know that sound. What what the hell's going on? And I look over, and he very, very nicely undoes the clasp of his Omega Speedmaster, takes it off of his arm, and starts winding it. Oh, cool. <laughs> he's winding it, and like he's looking like at me, like, give me that look, like, huh? We're, we're, obviously he recognizes I'm wearing the Blue Lagoon Samurai. I didn't just, like, walk into, a, like, a Macy's and buy that off chance. You know what I mean? Oh, wow. That's, so that's he, interesting. He recognizes... That this that this person is probably a watch person. I don't want to say anything. So maybe we just take off my watch. And if he hears the sound of me winding my watch, maybe we can initiate conversation that way. And so like I look at the watch and and, and I, I I look at him and then like just as I was about to like say something, his floor comes up. And the elevator door is open and he gives me a look of like our our time is up. That's that's it. You're you're never gonna see me again. Like and then, then you posted on on the new watch you seek sub forum, uh, miss <laughs> connections, missed we, watch connections, missed watch connections. And then like, the thing is, he like he like left, and he and and I'm like I'm like oh man, I hope I see that guy again, Michael. I can fucking promise you, I'm never gonna see that guy again. 
right. <laughs> Why is he winding it in the middle of the day, though? I think that was his way of getting me to look at his watch without, like, showing off. You know what I'm saying? Okay. All right. Interesting. That's, that's the only <laughs> thing I could think of, you know? Well, that's cool. And I'm like, oh, my God. The thing is, I, I can't send, like, a company-wide email. Hey, if any of you motherfucking neckbeards are rocking an Omega Speedmaster, can, can you come hang out with me on the ninth floor? Like, I'm the guy... I'm the guy with the with the samurai. You know what I'm saying? Like I can't, I cannot send that email at all. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Also, because I like something like a like a speedmaster, professional, or even you know reduced or any kind of speedmaster. I've they're pretty hard to spot in the wild. I mean, I haven't seen many um, just kind of walking about. You know, when you compare it to something like a like a black sub. Right. Yeah, oh my god. Yeah. I've I've seen I've seen plenty of black subs in my time. I had, that was the second Omega Speedmaster I'd ever seen in the wild. The first one I saw is when I was working at Universal. Um we would take lunch in the parks like all the time. So I would just walk around the parks and I was walking around Hogsmeade in the Harry Potter area and there was a guy there was a guy there and he was wearing one. I'm like, "Oh no." You know what I mean? Like, ah, "I got to tell Michael." <laughs> I think I think I did text you. <laughs> this was a while back. <laughs> yeah, you, you may have. Yeah, but uh, but yeah. I so I think that's like the watch fam mating call. It's just like the 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 the, the nice winding of like a watch. If your watch fucking manual winds, <laughs> the winding the winding crown. Is, the winding crown <laughs> is is also the name of the bar. I'm gonna open up when. when oh, I'm... dude, the winding crown <laughs> is the name of your bar. The flying spring bar is the name of the band that plays there. Okay. <laughs> It's going to be fucking awesome. All right. Uh, I'm going to lose so much money. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, 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 I didn't remember that just until now. And I'm like, man, that's incredible. I'm like, if I see that guy again, I'm, a, I'm immediately going to spark conversation. Like, I have to. Like, I have to. Neck, <laughs> neck, neck beard or no neck beard. You know what I mean? That's cool. I'm, I'm, glad, you, I'm glad you had a good day. I, uh, the I day was, all I, I was did your day. was... I, I, it was good. I <clears throat> I sliced my finger really bad. Oh, gross. Uh, with this like crazy gnarly like samurai knife that I bought on Amazon. <laughs> were, you, were you like trying to be cool with the knife and like cut yourself in the process or were you like cutting up with like an Amazon box? No, just just chopping carrots, you know. So uh <laughs> This is yeah. a cooking knife. Yeah, it's a cooking knife. Okay, yeah. I thought you were I thought you were I thought you bought like a folding knife. And no. you're like, yeah, yeah, cut, cut care to my folding knife. Like, why? <laughs> no. Fucked up, dude. No, that's uh, that's not me. No, it was it was a cooking knife. And uh, other than that, um, is it's it a, been a pretty is pretty it a okay deep day. is it a deep cut? Are you okay? Oh, it's very deep. I haven't looked to see how bad it is. <laughs> I I just got some some band aids, a lot of <laughs> a lot of neosporin, and I told myself that I'm not going to look. Dude, what is with us and hurting ourselves these past couple episodes? <laughs> all uh, of all of my wounds from my cat are starting to scab now. Like, scab and go away. You know what I mean? Good. Good. Oh, gosh. I hear people and maybe the dog is going to bark. The fuck was that? Maybe, but maybe not. <laughs> Sound, it sounds like the fucking combine from Half-Life 2. <laughs> Uh, it's just some some people outside. I record pretty close to the front door, and you hear some some hallway traffic. You hear some shit, yeah. man. <laughs> you hear some shit. You hear some shit. You should do a review on Gearzite about um, slicing your finger with that knife. 
Yeah, maybe I will. I'm pretty maybe, sure. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure Nanner Manor and Aaron Shapiro EDC would <laughs> love to hear your review about the delicate process of slicing your finger with a knife. <laughs> exactly, and and the delicious uh, dressing that I made uh, when I was <laughs> chopping up those those carrots. <laughs> Did I tell you when my dad sliced his finger, or should we get to the should, should we get to the wrist check? <laughs> yeah, maybe we should get to the wrist check. We can we can do a dedicated finger slicing slash. TBWS injuries episode. Yeah, we'll do. Uh, we'll combine that with the four-hour Keta episode. <laughs> I'm. Um, what are you wearing? What's what are you wearing for today's wrist check? Um. So I've been really excited about this watch. Um. Lately, it's the Citizen EcoDrive ProMaster Diver. Very cool. Um. But recently, what I did was I swapped out the the stock blue rubber strap. Um. That it came with. Right. And uh, right now I have it on a gray RAF-style nylon uh, strap. So that's, for people listening that don't know what it is, um, I guess what you would call an RAF strap is just like a single piece of nylon. Okay. Um, so it's not like a NATO that has like all the different types of hardware. It's like a the, single pass-through. It doesn't, it doesn't like, 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 like yeah. go through and then loop in again like it normally would. Yeah, it doesn't loop through through twice, so it's like a very compact, very close fit, and uh, together with this watch that is just so nice, um, as far as like a 42, I think it's a 42 millimeter case, um, but you know, 20 millimeter lugs, um, it's just like a, it's a really light, very cool, compact look, and, uh, nice. and I've just I've just been enjoying it. It looks. It looks really rad, and now I don't have a strap that has like uh, the no decompression uh, limits for tires. Cause I don't, I don't know what that is. I um, don't know what that means. <laughs> like that, that certainly looks cool. And there's something, there's something awesome about like an old vented rubber dive strap. Right. Um, but I, you know, just <clears throat> wanted to take a chance and see what these, uh, what these would look like on the, uh, on the eco drive, and it's just. It's great. I, I should I should get a photo up. Uh, yeah, I was, I was gonna say, man, try and get some shots. I I think it would be awesome to put them on the feed. And the thing is, honestly, it brings us something that's super important. I feel like people, like I know, I think we talked about this before, either off air or maybe on air a little bit. But I think I think you're not you're kind of weird about swapping straps. I think it's I think it's super important for people to kind of fuck with the straps on their watches. You know what I mean? I yeah. I really feel like that because I I a part and I'm gonna start doing this also especially for reviews on the site. I think a part of the watch's character comes out when you take the strap off. I think I think there's just something like a different kind of perspective you don't normally get when it's not when it doesn't have a strap on it. Strap on. I like that. <laughs> God damn it. Sorry. Yeah. No. You're 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 totally right. Yeah. And it's um it's kind of. If you've been feeling a little soft about a watch lately and uh, you're not, you know, it's been in the box for a while and you're not sure if you like it, try try changing the strap. Um, you know, you might be surprised at what kind of new life uh, yeah, dude. a strap could, could breathe in into the uh, the overall look. Yeah, for a and, while, um, when I first got my O-Ring Star GMT, the, you know, the one with the blue dial, it was mm-hmm. on this bracelet. The bracelet's gorgeous. And I'm like, oh, okay, you know, let me let me mess around. And, I had, and for a while, I had it on like that brown um, crown and buckle uh, leather strap, and it was awesome. 
And then, like, I sort of kind of got, like you said, like, kind of like, you know, not like lost the spark, but I was kind of like, yeah, I, I feel like I could spice this up. You know what I mean? And so I put it back on the bracelet and it's fucking awesome. Like, I think, I think there's just like a really important integral part of a watch collector that just you have to swap out straps. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, for me, I, I don't do it much. Um, one, I'm kind of lazy when it comes to that. Mm-hmm. Two, I'm, I'm really bad and I'm going to scratch the lugs like, 15 times with <laughs> with the tool either way that's why you buy your watches pre-scratched if you just buy nothing but vintage Vostok amphibious dude you will have no worries about scratching that watch <laughs> i know they have some tools that operate like um <clears throat> not not like pliers but almost like tweezers okay that you can kind of um disengage both ends of the spring bar at the same time oh i know what you're talking about okay uh I don't know who makes them. Um, I think they're kind of expensive. Last time I looked, but if you, if you has, have something like a, maybe a Rolex or or something where it's kind of hard to wiggle in like a regular spring bar, uh, those those might be a good choice. But well, that presents know, maybe, that that presents I some I think something interesting. People feel like when you have an expensive watch, like a Rolex. Or, mm-hmm. or one of like the crazy higher end Omegas or even like, I don't know, can you change the strap on an Ublo or all those like integrated like soldered rubber straps? I have no idea. But like, <laughs> I think people are super, super weird about changing the strap or a bracelet on and quote unquote an expensive watch. You know what I'm saying? Well, personally for me, if I, if I <clears throat> buy a watch, um, not even if I spent like a ton of money on it or anything um, and I see that the bracelet is kind of like a huge part of the design mm-hmm. um and something to be something to be appreciated um you know within the watch i probably won't take it off because uh, i feel like i'd be wearing like half half of the watch um, so to you the part the, the the bracelet slash strap it can be part of the whole presentation of the watch so to take the bracelet off would be like to take the doors off your car yeah, if if it's a good bracelet, you know, if it's a good bracelet, like I can understand some people buy the new uh, Vostok Amphibias, um, kind of like the the modern interpretation models, and apparently the bracelets like suck. Oh like, yeah, really, it's, it's really hard. It's like lower. <laughs> it's like folded tinfoil. It's like those lower end um, Orients. Yeah. Like that's why the watch is so affordable because those bracelets can be expensive. You know what I mean? Yeah, but if you if you take something like the bracelet on an Omega Speedmaster. Um, you know, which is kind of mm, remain remained unchanged uh, for a while now. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just I'd feel kind of bad like take taking it off. Um, I know some people like to get a bunch of different looks by swapping the bracelet, but I don't know. Interesting. I, don't know. I think I I think it'd be fun to talk about this in a future episode. I I, I the the watch strap changing. You know. Yeah. But for the the Promaster Diver, um, like I said, it looked great on that blue vented rubber. But now, yeah. um, with the with this RAF strap, it's just like it's awesome. <laughs> I, I did it. I put it on. I just I haven't taken it off. I've slept with the watch and that's so just cool. done done everything with it. And it's it's really comfy. So um, how about you? Um, before I before I say my watch, because my watch is like a big reveal. Also, I think the only watch. That I, would consider, that I would seriously consider not taking the bracelet off of is probably that um the Pelagos. Oh yeah, that thing is. Pe- that thing people is, do it all the time. Really? Pe- yeah. pe- 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 people take the bracelet off of that thing? 
Yeah, people take the bracelet off and do like um like a NATO or something. Wow. And I'm it looks great, but like wow. I said, there's so much so much engineering into that. Yeah, that exactly. Bracelet. That was see, that was my thing. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so okay, my my <coughs> fucking asthma attacks. God damn it, dude. I don't have I don't I have asthma at the worst possible times. Like when I'm trying to explain myself to a police officer and when we're fucking like recording, but I never have it. When in like you know a meeting at work, which I don't give a fuck about, you know what I mean? Like I, I had asthma attacks <laughs> in the worst possible moments, which I guess is the point of an asthma attack. You know, they're not supposed to be convenient. <coughs> fuck, sorry. It's all good. We, I we all, am. We all love you. Thank you. <laughs> Against <laughs> the wishes of many people um, that kind of DM'd us and emailed us and commented, I have begun a watch fast. Um, I started on the evening of what the what the hell day is it today? today is the 13th 13th for we're record we're recording this on april 13th it'll be out um i, I don't know calendars. on monday yeah, yeah. monday <laughs> so this is the first day of my watch fast i am watch fasting for 30 days and before i say what watch i'm wearing i did it and for the first 30 minutes i, I immediately regretted starting it like I'm, I'm like I'm like oh this is stupid I'm s- so stupid. <laughs> what if, good, good, wh- good luck to you. <laughs> what am I gonna do? Because like it was so like psychological. Because I'm like I'm like oh no like what if I want to wear other watches? Too bad you know. Um, <laughs> I'm watch fasting with the Casio MDV one zero six. Um, dive watch. It's this quartz diver we've talked about on the show before. For people who are familiar with the show, this is the dive watch that has the marlin with like the cleft fin. I have no idea what this is. Like a mutant fish. We never did figure out if it was a marlin or dude, it's it's like it's like a cleft it's a cleft fin sailfish. That's I just you know what I mean? It's like the it's like the Joaquin Phoenix of like fish. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I'm pretty sure he has a cleft lip or something or something like that. Yeah, I got some photos pulled up. This, uh, <laughs> I love this of, thing. Of, every time of, I see of, it. of Joaquin Phoenix? No, no, no. The the, the watch. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course, watch podcast. Yes, <laughs> I like this thing a lot. Um, I have it. So I the, the talking about watch changing, um, watch straps changing, um, through the recommendation of a couple folks because we'd asked the question if I if Kaz did do a watch fast, can I change the watch strap? And the answer was basically resounding no. Like yeah, a lot, of, a lot of a lot of people said no. Basically, for the same reasons we just talked about, when you change the strap, it feels like a new watch, which kind of I think defeats the purpose of the watch fast. So mm. <clears throat> before I begun the fast, I put it on, and it's going to stay on a um, Toxic NATO's Toxic Shiznit. It's twenty-two millimeter. This is the same strap I have on my um, Orient um, Solar Chronograph, the Christmas Chronograph. That teal one that people have seen, I took a picture with that, with the Converse. So I have that strap on this. It's gray. The watch is black. The bezel is black. Um, it's it's a really simple watch. It's got uh, it's got little ticks on the inside, like little second ticks on the inside, or like a little <clears throat> internal sort of um, uh, chapter ring, I guess the word is. It's got right. simple circle markers, but then um, kind of like thicker bars for the twelve, three, six, and nine. It mm-hmm. is a very Stupid phone. It's a pretty straightforward watch. It's a very not pretentious watch. And the second I put it on, I immediately regretted starting this watch vest. I'm like, oh man. <laughs> it's, a, it's a very, very like <clears throat> rugged kind of uh setup. You know, that that watch on that strap. 
I mean, yes. Yeah. Well, the thing is, I wanted something that was neutral because, like, there are certain events where I have to dress nicer at work. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so it's like, okay, well, fuck. I mean, I'm pretty sure if if I have to wear a, a watch for 30 days and I can't have the choice of putting on like a fancy watch or a blah 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 or whatever, I can at least have something that's basically like neutral. You know? Yeah, and and the <clears throat> vented the vented rubber strap that comes, I think, stock with it might have been a little bit difficult to uh, pull off in the workplace. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm also really weird about rubber straps, man. The rubber strap, I I I I got a rubber strap with my Seiko Samurai Blue Lagoon, but I haven't had the heart to take the bracelet off of that watch, um, because mm-hmm. it's just fucking fantastic. Um, yeah. So I haven't had the chance to put that rubber strap on there. The only other rubber strap I've tried and really really fucking dug. Was that um, rubber strap that came with my um, Steverall Bronze More? I think what, what the fuck are they called? Are those Barracudas? Uh, or Isofrain? Yeah, they're Isofrain. It's, it's like it's like an Isofrain style Cuda. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's like the like 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 like, like Wagyu to Kobe. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how it works. Michael, you're a meat guy, you know. <clears throat> oh yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, Mike, Mike. Michael's vegan. If no one's no one's aware. <laughs> but yeah, so. Um, my first initial reaction um, was that of terror and then I thought about it and I'm like dude you know what the point of the watch fast is that it's supposed to be something I view, I think I view it differently than you it's supposed to be something that's difficult it's it's called a fast not a feast you know what I'm saying like it's not supposed to be something that I am necessarily like quote unquote enjoy or that's supposed to be easy I'm doing this to sort of get an appreciation not just for this watch but for other watches and i think it also be really a lot of fun to compare our experiences because you did your watch fast with the um <clears throat> the skx 175 slash what you know zero zero nine yeah so i'm gonna be very interested to see how our opinions are like once my 30 days are up so i'm gonna do it for 30 days i'll be putting up shots of the instagram um I will be doing more than just this watch, so but you'll only you'll I mean for me you're only gonna see wrist shots of, of this watch and I'll and I'll I'll have like the day it'll be like day eight you know what I mean kind of thing <laughs> captain's log <laughs> Ex- exactly exactly <clears throat> star date four seven five three you know well I mean con- congratulations <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's um <clears throat> fucking hell man I am um what is going on my phone's freaking out it's it should be cool um the watch. I like the watch a lot. It's it's um, I like the crown guard on here. The crown is the crown's okay. It's not very grippy, but it is what it is. The lugs are fun. It's just a super straightforward watch, man. You know, um, yeah. I think what's really really cool. I'm gonna try and capture this in pictures. Is uh, <clears throat> the dial is actually a sunburst finish. It's black, mm. but it has like a radial sunburst that kind of catches light. It's actually pretty similar to the dial finish you might see on some of those newer Vostok amphibious. You know. Interesting. So we're both uh, we're both rocking kind of budget friendly quartz divers today. Well, that's kind of on, funny. Uh, on yeah. nylon straps. Yeah, dude. <laughs> that that is what it is. So yeah. So I mean, wish me luck, watch fam. I hope you're you're gonna you're gonna love not having to wind or set. Well, um, that's a good point. The time ever. <laughs> that is actually. That's, I, I I I think that's also why I chose this watch. Like I just you know. Well, here's the question, also, Michael. Do I sleep with this watch on? Did you sleep with your watch on? So this could be another topic for another episode. <laughs> but um, I know some people think it's silly, but I, a lot of times, more often than not, sleep with a watch on. Okay. Um, I have mentioned that, you know, kind of in the early morning hours when I'm 
kind of starting to realize that I should maybe wake up, um, you know, instead of reaching for the phone, which can be kind of far away. I don't have an alarm clock or anything um, to kind of look at the time and get an idea of how much sleep I have left. Uh, I can just look at my watch and uh, there you go. On most most of the watches, the loom is still like charged up enough in the morning where I can get a, a faint kind of readout of the uh, of the time. So I sleep with watches on. I, I know a lot of people think it's silly or or dumb, but it's I've been doing it since I was a kid and I I think it goes back to uh having having like an old baby uh G like a Casio baby G and like messing with it messing with it like under the sheets like hitting the the light button or the loom button because they because it had like a self-illuminator on there right yeah yeah so I was like oh this is so cool and you know you make like a little tent with your your bed sheets and you drain the the battery on your Casio (laughs) (laughs) G-Shock so yeah I've I've I don't know. I've always slept with watches. We'll, we'll we'll see if I sleep with this watch on. I don't know. I'm 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 super afraid of like swinging my arm the wrong way and like chipping my fiance's tooth. <laughs> yeah, that that would be bad. That'd be pretty bad news bears, man. But, but you know, I like the watch. Um, yeah, stay tuned. I mean, I'm gonna be wearing it for what four or five episodes. Oh my god. Yeah. Just uh, what did I get myself into? <laughs> <laughs> just to reiterate um you know for the listeners you guys can also uh join in on the on the wrist check fun we uh you know just this past sunday we did our very first uh tbws uh listener regram yeah and a lot of fun we you know everybody mm-hmm. that decided to tag us in the wrist shots with you know at two broke watch snobs and the hashtag two broke watch snobs um we got some really fun entries and it was just a blast kind of looking at all of your collections and mm. the photography that you guys do. And, um, you know, just, just keep doing it. It's going to be an ongoing thing. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun to see also everyone interacting on the shots that we regrammed. You know what I mean? Cause I think, I think yeah. a lot of people, um, will listen to us and will watch our feed, but a lot of our listeners don't really look at each other's feed usually you know yeah. so i think it's just i think it was just cool for people to be like oh that's hilarious like fucking like P- ps dance and that alarm clock that shit still cracks me up you know what i mean <laughs> bro he yeah. had fucking flecto on it all right <laughs> yeah. flecto flecto friday yeah yeah right for people who have no idea what i'm talking about check out our feed check out the sun uh, sunday we did regrams one of them was ps dance and um, I, I guess he forgot. I, I don't know, dude. I mean, you explained it, but uh, he forgot. I guess a watch on like a trip he was on or whatever, and all he had was this brawn travel alarm clock. So the motherfucker just puts that on his wrist, like super casually, and like takes like a wrist shot of the, this fucking alarm clock <laughs> on his wrist. But he has very tasteful like flecto on the crystal, like reflection, which is like a, like like something you see in like wrist shots. You know what I mean? It's it's it's, a, it's actually quite a quite a nice you know. It's a very really, fine. It's a very fine wrist shot. It's I a guess. good picture. That's the best part. It's a good picture. <laughs> yeah, that my, shit, my that wife shit, got a kick out of it. Yeah, that shit cracked me up, man. So yeah, it was a lot of fun. Thank you to everyone who commented, everyone who participated, everybody keep it up. Um, should I use this part to talk about the next part, the website? Yeah, I think that's uh, that's a good good spot to move on to. Or do you want to talk about the other thing where you were? We can we can talk about the site. I think it'll it'll be fun. Okay, so at this point, you guys listening to this podcast, the site will be live. 
Yay! Yeah. The site will be live. And the reason I'm kind of using that as a segue is what we decided to do, what Michael decided to do was to kind of also really just show our appreciation for everyone that takes part in the, in the, in the wrist check and who's super cool with all the regrams. We're every Sunday or Monday, I still have to figure out. Basically every week, we're going to have a post on the website highlighting the people we regrammed on our Instagram. So there's going to be um, each person's picture that we that we regrammed with like a few sentences, like a write-up, a lot of like why we chose the picture, why we thought it was cool and things like that. So <laughs> yay, more, more weekly work, <laughs> more, more weekly, more weekly work. If I, I would, the thing is, I love this. I love doing this when I'm at, oh, sure, yeah. when I'm at work, I think about this, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's the reality. Yeah. So the site, the site is live. The site is live right now with um, very specific content, um, which it's uh, what, so. Okay, so what's going to be up there, Michael, right now? For uh, if people go and look, people are going to find your your maker so, write up. Correct. You're gonna you're gonna find a write up. Um, you know, three years with the Orient Mako, kind of just um, a very intimate look at you know the first real wristwatch that I ever bought. Um, uh, also a, rev a review of the, uh, Orion field standard. So a proper yeah. review for that. Um, Kaz, I know you're doing kind of a multi-part series on, on Russian watches along with a couple of other dedicated reviews. Yes. Uh, so the first, so the prologue part one and part two of this Russian watch kind of, <sighs> Uh, I don't know, series or epic will be up there. It's going to be, I think it's, I had to double check, but I think it's going to be seven or eight parts. So basically <laughs> what this is, is I know it's, dude, it's fucking ridiculous. Okay. But it's what I'm really treating it as, and I'm treating it as like sort of like this living organic document. Like I'm going to keep adding to this as I learn stuff. So basically <laughs> what I'm doing in the series is I'm looking, hold on one second. Sweetie, get down. Oh, fuck, whatever she'll live. Um, my cat's trying to climb a bookshelf. Let him that's what that's what cats do. That's what cats do, I guess, man. <laughs> All right. So yeah, um, the the point of the Russian watch series. So I'm kind of looking not just at Soviet watches, but sort of a lot of like the the historic and cultural kind of precipitators to how Soviet watches became a thing. So I'm talking I'm talking about well, first of all, I'm talking about like how I got into Soviet watches, and then there's going to be like a pre pre revolution part. Then um, the next few parts of the series are going to be talking about what I'm calling the big three. So the big three are Poljot, uh, Vostok, and Raketa. In my opinion, those are the big three. And then there's going to be another article just talking about like the other watch factories. And then there's going to be like a contemporary state of Russian watch affairs. So it's a big multi-part series. It's going to be basically always growing as far as I'm concerned because sure. it's a topic I'm always learning about. And so I think it'll be super, super valuable for you guys if you know anything about Russian watches that I don't know or if you're reading something that I wrote and there's like something that's either wrong or you something to elaborate on or there's like a gap in my knowledge, which is completely fucking possible. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Like you can email us, you can comment on the page because the pages are going to have comments. You know, God help us all. Because um, I <laughs> want it to feel like we're all sort of taking a part in the creation of that. So the Russian watch piece, it's something I've really put a lot of time into, something I love a lot. Um, that's going to be of the first three parts, the prologue, part one and part two are going to be up there. <clears throat> in addition to that, I'm going to have a how-to buying guide for a big zero. What's it called? Um, so you want to buy a Raketa big zero. I think, <laughs> I think that's what I called it. And, Sweet. um, that's something I want to have be like a recurring, like, so you want to buy a Poljot Deluxe or you want to buy a Vostok Amphibia. You know what I mean? I think that would be a lot of fun because 
people reach out a lot, you know, and asking us, hey, I found this listing. Does this look cool? Blah, 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 so on and so forth. And we love that. But I would love, in addition to actively helping them, kind of having somewhere to direct them to look and read. Because there's not really, especially for the big zero, there's not really like a really clear guide on what to look for and what to catch as red flags. You know what I'm saying? So and the big zero seems to be a watch people are super interested in. Like a lot of folks have been reaching out to us. And a lot yeah, of folks it's have, it's a still, lot a great, folks have still a great deal. Oh yeah, dude. You can find you can find the watch for a good price. So there's gonna be a, a buying guide for there. Uh, for that, you're also gonna see the Core Two review I did, the Collinsville Core Two. It's a limited edition piece that um, uh, Collinsville Watch Co. had done. I think twelve pieces, six in like a white dial, and then six in a blue dial. What they call Glacier Blue. That's the one that I have. <clears throat> in addition to that, you will see a review slash write up on my Seiko Samurai Blue Lagoon, which is just it's. I love that watch. It's such a great watch. And I'm pretty sure, I think that's what's going to be up there when 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 this gets published and Monday when the site's live and everything. And it's it's just it's it's a lot of fun. So definitely check out check the site out twobrokewatchknobs.com. Thankfully, the URL is available. <laughs> <laughs> twobrokewatchknobs.com. It's um it's really really straightforward site. The point of the site was not to kind of like you know, uh, be like sensory overload is really kind of just to highlight the content and to really facilitate discussion. And um, so really appreciate you guys going around there, clicking around. Um, there's also like an about page. There's a contact page. Um, if in past episodes, you've, men you've maybe heard me mention potential secret pages that aren't on our main nav, those will be there as well, but I'm not going to say where they are. So hopefully if you listen, I, I forgot those already. Yep. There you go. Well, they're going to be there. <laughs> <laughs> There's also going to be um, a section of the website where the podcast will basically live. So the link on our um, Instagram, if you've been using that to find our podcast, that link will now go to our website. And so you'll be okay. able to go through and you'll be able to see all the podcast episodes that we've done. And then every week, obviously, they're going to go up there. We're also, I mean, obviously, nothing's going to change in terms of using SoundCloud and being able to pull the RSS feed. It's just that we're also going to have an avenue for the podcast on, <clears throat> fuck, on the on the website as well. So, yeah, really excited. Um, hear you guys' opinions on that and just to go and click around. And it's something I think we want to try. We were talking about this in the pre-discussion. I think we want to try and update it every day. I mean, I think that would just be so cool. You know yeah. I mean? Like, once again, this is, I think we had another kind of open and candid discussion about building the site and our visions for the site on air before. And uh, I think you guys are quickly going to realize that this might be a little bit different than what you're used to. Yes. Uh, in terms of, of watch content. And that's perfectly fine. You know, Kaz and I aren't, aren't trying to reinvent uh, anything. You know, we... We both consume the the same kind of content every single day. Um, it's just that I think we're trying to create something a little bit more authentic. Um, sure. And that's not saying that some of the other outlets aren't, um, but uh, we Here's really the, just want to. If you if you like the show, you will like the website. You know? Yeah, 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 and definitely we're looking to build upon the um, the element of community that we've started to. Uh, you know create here thanks to you guys of course yeah we wouldn't have we wouldn't have had the inclination to even do the website or to grow the instagram or anything like that if it just wasn't for 
you know, the awesomeness of all the listeners. And so Michael and I talked for a long time, like how best to approach the website in a way that's really fair to you guys. And one of the big things we talked about is, okay, you know, some websites charge money for bands from, from brands for reviews. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so you immediately kind of enter a very, I, mean, I was almost going to say gray area, but I'm, it's just fucking black and white. If you were a watch <laughs> press outlet and you charge money for a review and you pass that review off onto your uh, uh, your users, your readers or whatever, you're, it's all, it's already unethical. Because yeah. if someone paid for you to review their watch, you're not going to give an honest review. You're going to say that's the coolest fucking watch ever because someone paid for it, dude. Someone paid you money. Why the f- You would look like an asshole if someone paid you thousands and thousands of dollars to review their watch. You're like, yeah, it's a hunk of shit on a leather strap. You know what I mean? Like, you're not going <laughs> to do that. And so Michael and I are like, okay, we have to never put ourselves in that position. So the reviews you see on the site are not paid for. They're just straight up reviews. There are honest opinions. Um, we also, Michael and I talked about like this weird culture in a lot of watch uh, uh, outlets about like, like everything's always positive. Everything's always great. Like, dude, no, everything's not always great. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like bad things happen. War crimes happened at Basel as far as I'm concerned. Okay. <laughs> like fucking, like, like Rhodesian war crimes. Why? The second time I've talked about Rhodesia. We're, we're looking at you, Rolex. We're looking at you, Rolex. <laughs> <laughs> thank you you know what i'm saying katie stop that oh, my fucking cat dude yeah so it's, it's just that's, we, that's difficult you know also because you're if you if you take a kind of an entry-level buyer or somebody that's just starting to get into the hobby and um you know they set aside some money for for a watch be it within the sub 500 dollar range or mm-hmm. sub thousand or you know above a thousand bucks you're you're still at a pretty vulnerable point and uh i would just feel awful not giving a genuine opinion yeah um, man on a certain time piece and and knowing that people are kind of reading and uh you know waiting to spend that that hard-earned cash um yeah it's, it's just, not it's not fair it's not fair to someone who saves up to be yeah. lied to because someone paid someone to lie to you so like to just not put ourselves in that fucking position at all um, we're just going to review watches um, as 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 authentically as we can. They're not going to be paid or anything like that. And it's just it's something that it also I think in terms of just not not in terms of fairness to to the the readers and the listeners. It's all just kind of personal integrity. I will then feel completely free to say whatever the fuck I want about a watch. <laughs> I will I will literally I will literally feel completely fine saying, you know what, the last out watch I reviewed, it felt really, really good as I dragged it across my nuts, but this watch, mm, not so much. It had a bit of a had a bit of a bezel catch, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm pretty I, sure if someone paid for a review and I talk about how nice it felt to drag the watch across my testicles, they'd be like, dude, what the no. fuck is wrong with you? So this is this is the part of the episode where I hope no brands are listening. Uh, <laughs> If you want, you can send them to me. Send them to Mike. All right. No, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna drag any. This happened last time actually, because I talked about. Um, and I only do this with that. watches that I own. All right, okay. like watches that I own. Like we, I mentioned, like like oh, you don't actually own the watch until it's touched your testicles or whatever. And at the time, Frank uh, from Collinsville Watch Co. had lent out the um, 
the Collinsville Core 2, which the review on the website is up for. He had lent that out to to me to do uh, to do a write up and just to get my opinions on it. And like after that show aired, he like he DMs me. He's like he's like Kaz, please tell me you didn't put your nuts on my watch. And I'm like, dude, no. <laughs> Why would I put my nuts on your? It's not my watch. He's a liar. I saw the photos. I saw... <laughs> oh man, that wasn't um... a hacky sack. It's just Kaz. <laughs> In addition to that, we'll we'll also be uh, kind of. I think trying to cover some industry news, some some new releases, because we sure. we see a lot of we see a lot of fun stuff come out. Um, uh, we talk we talk about a lot of new releases. Um, you know, be it from Basel or or SIHH or something. Even though I don't think many SIHH pieces will make their way onto the site. But either way, really, we uh, no. you know we we see these we see these kind of press releases all the time and. You know, both both you and I have have worked in marketing before, and mm-hmm. we we try to see past the uh, the fluff a little bit. Oh yeah, but um, you know, we still find things that we get excited about, and uh, you you might see some of that make its way onto the site as well. Yeah, I, I, the thing yeah. is also, I think uh, uh, on that topic, I think it's super super important to be the type of website that reaches out. And gets info from brands that you a don't normally hear about and b don't normally have like a priority voice on certain websites. Like, bro, I'm still waiting to hear about Zodiac and that fucking Seawolf Fifty Three, that new one, and that goddamn Jetomatic. Like, I haven't heard shit. You know what Likewise, I mean? Likewise, I'm I'm still waiting to hear more about Squala. Yeah, dude. And, Hell yeah. And I sent you a photo just yesterday of the new the Profundus. Or yeah, whatever the it's new, called. Th- the new Squala Profundus or Profundus, however you want to say it. I have no idea. It's it looks so cool that that blue on the dial with the 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 scale yes. for the for the depth and everything. Yeah, I've se- I've seen no kind of like in depth write up on it, or I have, I haven't even seen a press release anywhere. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and and the thing is, being a watch press outlet that we're trying to be, and not basically selling. Uh, reviews to the highest bidder we get to review we don't have to prioritize other things because people paid us if we want to fucking review that squala profundus or 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 the zodiac we we can just do that i mean obviously we have to like build a relationship with the brand and everything like that but i would love to be in a position to kind of give a voice to brands that don't have a voice and that people want to hear from like i'm really tired of looking for random images of the zodiac jetomatic pilot on the internet in the same way I searched for like staticky pornography when I was like 10 years old on television. Sure. It was so hard on, on AOL kids only too. You just, I mean, <laughs> do you remember AOL keywords, man? Yeah. <laughs> Make sure you get your parents permissions. Like, dude, I don't talk to my, I don't tell my parents what I have for lunch. All right. <laughs> so on just a side story on that, I, I got out of my AOL kids only account. Um, by telling my dad that I had to do some some research or mm-hmm. whatever for like a school project, and I was like, "Oh, dad, like the page that <laughs> the website that the teacher gave me is blocked because of the kids only." And he's like, "All right, here's let me log into mine." <laughs> and so when he logged into his, I went into preferences, and then I changed my access Good. on my account. <laughs> smart, smart kid. 
<laughs> I think I was like I think I was like eleven. That, that was awful. It's awful child. Jeez. No. <laughs> Be an awful child if you like stole like money out of his wallet. Whatever, dude. You want you want to look at titties and dicks. Whatever, dude. That's that, that's normal, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> Fucking normal shit, dude. But yeah, no. Uh, so it's just it's it's it's. I think making decisions that we're making to put ourselves in the position to just a write about stuff that we really want to write about and b write about stuff that you guys love hearing us talk about on the show yeah. i think that would just be incredible it would just add like another really fun dynamic element uh just to the show itself you know so i'm i'm really looking forward to the website growing i'm really looking forward to hearing everyone's opinions go and check it out uh read the stuff um I will say I have a very, very particular perspective on grammar. So if you see me do weird grammar stuff, you can you can flag it, but I'm I'm gonna have <laughs> I'm gonna have a reason why I made that choice. I'm just gonna say that right now. <laughs> I'm very, very particular about the the my the grammar choices that I make. So totally feel <laughs> free to be like, Kaz, this looks like a commas place. I'm gonna reply. I'm not gonna reply <laughs> I'm not gonna reply rudely. I'm just going to reply explaining my choices, which I think is the best thing I can do. Uh, this is going to be so much fun. I, I hope <laughs> I, you know, I, I would just, just like to say for the listeners also, this is, you know, cause I know a lot of you kind of wake up in the morning, you have your bowl of cereal or whatever, and you're kind of just droning away on your watch fill app and you see the same kind of usual suspects, the same kind of formats for news releases, for reviews, um, for just watch content in general. Mm. Um, if you've kind of been following us from from the beginning, from episode one, um, and you kind of, you enjoy what we do, this is kind of, this is also a chance to kind mm-hmm. of um, give us feedback because in a lot of ways, I think it's the most important thing when we're, when we're building... Um, a site for you guys uh, mm-hmm. let us know let us know what you would like to see uh let us know what kind of features you would enjoy in um you know in a website that kaz and i put together um and yeah. just let us let us know what would make it fun and enjoyable just overall because um, that's that's the goal uh in the end to you know besides making it a, an extension of the community that we're trying to create here I think you said it best. We made the website for you guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The thing is that, that that's the thing. We made it. Like like we like 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 Michael and I made this shit ourselves. Like I didn't we didn't pay to have someone make it. I didn't use like Wix or Squarespace. Like it, this this shit was just <laughs> built. I mean, luckily we have experience doing this kind of stuff, you know what I mean? But like it's yeah. just it's been a passion project, which I think is just super super meaningful. And so having said that, please go on the website and just tear it apart. Like tell us Things that you want to see, things that you might not want to see. I mean, I, I, I mean, Mike, I think he's, I think he fucking said it best. Dude. We made the website for you guys. I think that's yeah. just, just super, super special. It's gonna, it's gonna keep evolving, obviously, but yes. you know, only, only at the guidance, yeah, you know, from you guys. So yeah, that's, uh, that's kind of what I have to say about the site. Um, yeah, man, I'm excited. I'm really, really, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to do more reviews and just do more outreach and then kind of build relationships with these brands and like do write-ups on really cool watches because it's funny because you you said something that like i remember experiencing when i was still super plugged into like going on like like the watchville app like saying seeing the same like the same review five different times yeah like the same same press images the same bullshit i'm like dude fuck man like i'm not gonna buy this forty thousand (laughs) dollar (laughs) <laughs> Ulysses Narden. I'm not going to do it. 
you know? Yeah. Maybe, yeah. And if you're a brand listening uh, and you make cool watches, send them to me, not Kaz. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll talk. <laughs> that is, that, that's not fair. I am not. I only put my testicles on watches I buy with legal tender. All right. <laughs> that's the truth, man. But um, uh, that's, that's good to know. That's good to know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. So, yeah, check out the website. Let us know your thoughts. TwoBrokeWatchKnobs.com. Doesn't get any easier than that. Do you, Michael, do you want to talk about where you were this past um, this past weekend, right? Yeah, just, just this past weekend. I want man. to talk about a couple things. I want to talk about watch spotting, and I want to talk about watch adventures because okay. Vegas is a great place for both of those things. <laughs> Uh, we've gone on watch adventures before, uh, yes. a couple, maybe we, we, at least, we, 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 at least one on, or two. We, we went on, 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 on two, I believe. I, I would have loved to have gone on more before we, uh, before we put distance. Um, yeah. in the future, definitely looking forward to it. Yeah, we, and it was a lot of fun. I still think yeah. about them. Like there was so much fun. So before, before getting into it, yeah, my, um, just this, this past weekend, my wife and I, we went to Vegas and it was, it was my first time in Vegas. Uh, I bought a... I bought a seat for her at a conference that she really wanted to go to. So um, it was just one of those things where all day she was at the conference and I was able to just goof off on the strip all day and uh, hang out with my dog. So <laughs> it was it was really relaxing. Um, in addition to that, we took a trip to the, um, the Red Rock Canyon National Conservation Area and we did some like a good six mile hike there. Um, you know, short, short hike, but just like amazing views overall and, and not far from the city. I think if anybody is, um, is in the area, they should, they should try that out. I remember like, it was such a surreal experience. Like I, we were next to this, um, this kind of like bed of flowers and there was just this nice. like one, this one single bee kind of working on this little group of flowers and it's all, <laughs> all you heard for like miles was just that the buzzing of like one bee. It was insane. That's crazy, um, man. <laughs> so that's not like, like that's not like the normal Las Vegas experience. No, no, we kind of hear the, about. Yeah, we don't we don't throw down at the tables or anything like that. Do, so we do tie tie hookers everywhere. <laughs> so we uh yeah we did some hiking and it was just like just incredible views. Um, I think I posted a shot on my Instagram today. But uh, besides that, um, you know, the casinos are cool. The hotels are cool. Um, I have kind of a newfound love for old, like, 70s slot machines with, nice. like, the wood the wood trim and, like, the built-in ashtray. Oh, gosh. <laughs> they, they, they look so cheesy and so cool at the same time. Um, but Vegas is such a good place for um, kind of just goofing off and... Uh, meandering around uh watch boutiques and i didn't know that there were so many yeah i didn't realize um, until you told me so before before i went i obviously <clears throat> did some research and i found uh a spot called the shops at crystals and it's kind of like um it's by one of the hotels i'm not sure i can't remember which one but it's got a few boutiques inside there's something called the tourbillon boutique and <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't walk into that one because they have like in the window they have like Brigade like tourbillons and stuff like that. So I was like, okay, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna walk in there. Um, (laughs) 
But uh, dude, if we go on a watch adventure, I want you to take me to that store, and all I'm gonna, I'm just gonna eat powdered donuts and syrupy pancakes, and I'm gonna touch <laughs> all of their fucking watches. <laughs> yeah, we we can we can do it, man. Like I said, I I think I'm I'd gonna come to. back. I think I'm gonna go back for my birthday, and maybe maybe you guys can join us. <laughs> yeah, dude, if we're welcome, that'd be a lot of fun. That'd be a blast. Um, but yeah, the shops at Crystals, uh, there was um, they're building a Hublot boutique. um there was van cleef and arpels boutique i'm not sure if i'm saying that brand name right van Um, cleef i I have no idea and there was also uh an audemars piguet boutique which um i kind of walked into because i you know a guy can dream right (laughs) (laughs) so uh any chance i get i'm gonna i'm gonna handle a, a royal oak on the bracelet and it was there you go it was probably one of my top 10 boutique experiences maybe even top five wow because uh, you know a little bit of advice for anyone that's maybe unsure about walking into a boutique you know of expensive watches go early because you know nothing is happening i was the only one in the boutique what time were you there at i think something like 10 10 in the oh, morning shit. or something okay. like that I mean, there's still a lot of foot traffic on the strip, so I, I was still surprised that there was nobody in there. Um, and the um, the salesperson was just very, very knowledgeable, very accommodating, uh, very nice. I mean, obviously she knew that I wasn't going to buy anything right then and there. Right. But just just the fact that she put the effort into it, uh, into getting the you know the handful of pieces that I wanted to see out on a table for me to try on. It was it was nice. It was nice to experience. Um, I got to t- try on two watches, one that I tried on before and one that I've actually never seen in person. So the, the one that I tried on before was the 15400 Royal Oak. Um, gosh, what a, what a watch. <laughs> <laughs> Holy guacamole. <laughs> <laughs> you said that out loud when you put the watch on. Holy guacamole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, and, and they were... They let my little dog walk into the boutique, and that's hey, you know, AP. Uh, thank you for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, in addition to that watch, I got to try on the uh, the Royal Oak Offshore Diver, uh, which is um, nice. Kind of like a time only, just as bare bones as it gets in the Offshore series, and it's just like, man, you put that thing on, and it's just like you're ready to party. Is that right? <laughs> it's like, it's, it's just like, it's a hardcore like party watch. Wow. Um, but, um, how, how much is that watch? We've talked, I think, I think we've said before, but I can't remember. So, uh, I got the prices here. So the 15, 400 in steel with the black dial or the silver dial is $17,800. <laughs> Holy shit box. Dude. <laughs> That's a, a lot of Raketas. So, yes. so the um, I think you can buy all of Raketa, like the entire Raketa factory, <laughs> for seventeen thousand bucks. So get this: the offshore on the rubber strap, not the not the famous Royal Oak bracelet, but because it's an offshore on the rubber strap, the fifteen seven ten is nineteen thousand dollars. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> My my wife was terrified, <laughs> but she thought they were pretty. 
and that counts. Well, yeah, the thing is, they're 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 pretty, but then like it's like it's like the cost of a car, man. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah. like that's that's expensive. I, I will I will say, however, that um I don't I don't buy into a lot of the kind of bullshit that that brands sell, but um I think AP is in a very special spot in the market. They kind of tone down the cheesy brand ambassador thing and. Mm-hmm. I think they present themselves a little bit differently than, you know, uh, some of the other brands. And um, just like the experience that I had there kind of solidified, you know, that same kind of deep love that I've I've held for them. That appreciation that I have from afar, very far away. (laughs) Yeah, right. Well, during the Quartz Crisis, weren't they one of the brands that kind of went in like a different direction? Like, didn't they like, like that, 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 that Royal Oak, they just wanted to make... What was it like a like like an expensive like sport watch? Is that basically what it was? Yeah, it's it, it was it was a very bold endeavor overall. I think it was 1972, and I think right. Gerald Genta designed the watch like in one night or something. <laughs> like. Really, really close, really close to to Basel, I think it was, and um, it was it was unheard of. It was uh, a steel. It was an all steel sports slash dress watch that costed more than a Rolex Submariner or costed more than a lot of gold watches even um, at the time and took a while for people to catch on and actually I think it took more than a year for them to sell a thousand of them but uh, in essence the watch saved the brand and uh, if you look at something like the 15400 that I tried on with the bracelet it, it is kind of the most modern iteration of that same watch that saved the brand so it was it was very cool trying it on um in addition to the ap boutique i also i also stopped by a rolex boutique that was inside i want to say bellagio oh you're saying saying it was in a hotel yeah here's here's another thing about vegas you find rolex boutiques in hotel lobbies (laughs) like next to the bathroom <laughs> like, I think, maybe it's one of those things where it's like oh we're checking out fuck i didn't get my dad a gift let me <laughs> let me go get him a rolex it blows my mind so this this was a boutique um I, you know what i'm not sure what they were called uh it just had the big big rolex logo on the outside oh and, so it, it wasn't like it, it was it was an ad it wasn't like a boutique yeah, but inside it's what I guess you would call a Rolex boutique. I don't know if there okay. are actual dedicated Rolex Rolex boutiques. Um, but they they sold some other stuff like Panerai. It's like us walking into Mayors or Right, I was I was just about to say, yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, but I, I only kind of perused uh the you know, the Rolex area and um <laughs> I got to try on the most expensive watch that I've ever had on wrist. <laughs> yeah, you 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 teased this during the pre-discussion and I purposely didn't ask what watch it was because I wanted to, I wanted to know on air what what watch it was. So what was Michael what what was the most expensive watch you ever tried on? It was the GMT Master, the new uh version with the ceramic Pepsi bezel with an all white gold case oh and my bracelet. God. <laughs> the bracelet is white gold. I think the bracelet's also the whole, the watch is like it's super heavy. That is like ridiculous. It's gold. <laughs> That's <laughs> ridiculous. So um, 
Yeah, I think the price tag was a little over $38,000. Oh my fucking <laughs> shit. <laughs> Fuck my <laughs> mouth. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, a little little over $38,000. Um but I did I did also try a watch that I had never seen in person, but I was very curious about because it's a little off the beaten path as far as like sport Rolex goes today at least is the uh, 42 millimeter Explorer two with the white dial. Oh wow! Um, okay, how was that? It's it, it's it's a really cool watch. It's really expensive. <laughs> I think new they're around like eighty one hundred, but um, fucking after thirty eight thousand bucks, I'll pay eight thousand dollars all day, man. <laughs> But uh, you know, it was it was a it was a good change of pace, you know. Um, the like last I, time, I'm sorry. No, yeah, I just I have like you know pretty pretty modest set of watches, so to to spend my my whole day like playing around with really expensive pieces was was a lot of fun. <laughs> well, I think what was really positive just about what you said so far, because I know I know there's, there's more you want to talk about, is that you so far in these places you've been treated like a human. Yeah, yeah. I will what? say the pushiest, the pushiest salesperson was definitely the Rolex salesperson. Oh yeah, interesting. Because um, you know she tried to show me that new Air King that's got some weird proportions and mm. colored deals going on with it, and <laughs> the numbers are a little bit weird. And I was like, nah. And she's like, oh well, what about this one? What about this one? What about this one? And she points to the the. I'm like, I don't know who she thought I was, but she points to the. The all platinum Daytona with the <laughs> with the glacier blue dial and the chocolate like uh, ceramic <laughs> bezel, which used I think at like fifty thousand. Uh, I didn't even see how much it is new. Um, but uh, it was just wild. I also walked into an Omega boutique. Um, cool. In that same hotel, uh, I kind of just made my way in there, kind of wondering if they maybe might have sort of had something from the 57 trilogy because it's vegas oh, i'm not shit. sure i never even thought of that uh but they didn't ah. um you know i got to try on the seamaster 300 coaxial which is just um wow a very basic time only uh seamaster looks like the old ones um mm-hmm. with the master chronometer movement um what else there was a richard meal boutique I did not walk in there. You didn't go in there and start trying on watches and start playing tennis with them? <laughs> no, but I did text you because I saw my first Richard meal uh, in person <laughs> on wrist. Right. So, who was, uh, was, was it? Was it was it was it was it like an older gentleman or was it like a like a like 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 a woman or who who was was a dog who was wearing it? Like I said, man, some some friggin' kid. Oh some... my god, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think it was an RM an RM ten. Um, some twenty-something, uh, ripped jeans, you know, yeah. probably a T-shirt that costs like 150 bucks or something around there. <laughs> also ripped. Um, <laughs> homeless. We we should play the game homeless or millionaire when we're in Vegas. Oh yeah, just look at Kanye. I mean, you can never tell. <laughs> I can't, can't tell. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the Richard Meal Boutique was was up there in the same. Uh, shopping center is the AP boutique, but uh, wow. I mean, what 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 am I gonna do in there? <laughs> I don't what? know. I, I it's just it's incredible. Like I guess I mean it makes sense though. It's Vegas, you know. You have people who might potentially fall into a lot of money, or people who are showing up with the money. 
It's sort yeah. of like traditionally seen as like the bad judgment town. You know what I mean? Or the town to like try and show off to people, you know? Yeah. And yeah, so definitely. it makes sense to have irresponsible purchases thrust upon you <laughs> in the form of these like watch boutiques, you know? But um, on that note, it's a, it's a great town for watch spotting. And that's mm-hmm. that's a pastime that I enjoy. I've I've been pretty pretty open about that. I, I think it's something like uh, what women do with shoes, or people I, I, say I, I, like that's a good comparison actually. Yeah, or people say like, oh, the first thing that you know people realize is uh, what shoes you're wearing, or like they look at your hands first. Mm-hmm. I, I never really bought into that, but I do know that when I'm walking by a bunch of people, or if I if I'm in a group of people, I kind of yeah I peek around and I see what watches people are wearing and uh yeah dude I don't I don't look at cleavage anymore I look at wrists yeah yeah it's a, <laughs> there you go That's I haven't stared sure. a pair of tits in forever I just look at wrists now you know I'm a wrist guy <laughs> I guess I'm sure I'm sure the women in our lives would be happy to know that <laughs> <laughs> but uh I saw a couple of diamond encrusted hublots oh, in Vegas gosh. uh I saw a lot of subs um sure. and I saw a lot of I saw a lot of panerais on rubber straps. You were saying that's pretty interesting. Yeah, and that's that's a really cool combo that I never really thought of cuz you know we I mean we've both drooled over panerais at some point or another mm-hmm. and you know you usually, usually see them on the crazy handcrafted leather straps that are yeah. either stock or aftermarket but you know just just the time only like Pam 111 I think it was um on the stock rubber strap was just it looks so cool man and the and the guy looked like he had a great day at the casino so <laughs> sweet I, I still i i told my panerai uh, ad story on the show before and like part of me every now and then still is just like man if i'm ever in a position and i find one for an incredible incredible price that pan 111 i don't know there's just something still about like super super basic panerai model you know what i mean like you think you might eh i don't know I just there's just something about it, but I still feel like I like it for all the wrong reasons. In the same way, I like that two tone fucking Rolex sub, that blue, blue dial with the stainless steel and gold. You know what I mean? Like I I don't know if I I don't I, I'm certain I don't like that watch as a watch person. I like that watch, um, and seeing how it looks like aesthetically. Like you know what I'm saying? Sure, sure. So I I I'm afraid of. Buying something like that and then trying to put it in the watch box and it's just not, it just doesn't feel right, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, you and I, I think we, um, I think we have kind of like that sh- evolving short list of watches that we're either interested in, uh, seriously acquiring or like maybe just even just dreaming about. Um, and, you know, once again, it, it comes down to, you know, liking it for the right reason and also how it feels when you try it on because I, that Omega Seamaster, for example, I, I've i always drooled over it, um, you know, in photos and reviews and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, let me see if they have it. And I tried it on and it was just kind of like, ugh. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, like whatever, you know, I think it's like $6,100 or something like that. The... Um, I the last time I was in a Rolex, I think it was a Rolex AD or some shit over here in Orlando. I went up and it was around the time when I was starting to like learn about the um the Rolex Explorer, like the original one. So like I was sure. looking I was looking at those thirty six well, the cat. 
I was looking at those 36 millimeter models and then obviously there's like the newer ones now and everything and um i walked into the um, into the, 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 the ad or boutique whatever the fuck it was and um i had asked them because things i didn't also I, also I just don't know when, when i go to when i go to boutiques my behavior is ridiculously inappropriate the first thing i do <laughs> the first, first the first thing i do when i go to boutique is i ask to use the bathroom okay i haven't <laughs> talked about i haven't talked about watches i haven't talked about my interest in watches i'm just like hey can i get you guys bathroom like that's the first question right <laughs> oh i got i got gotta gotta pee <laughs> <laughs> can, oh, can, I, can i piss in here you like like <laughs> <laughs> the second question is usually asking about a watch they do not have you know sure what I mean? walking yeah. into a panerai place and saying like oh you guys got that pan 111 uh no okay Walking into Rolex and being like, hey, do you guys have one of the older reference, you know, Rolex Explorers in the 36 millimeters? No. The dumb yeah. question. And so when I was there, they showed me like the newer one. Newer one's what? Like 41 or 39 millimeters? Uh, 39. Yeah, 39. 39 millimeters. And yeah. so this was, the, and this was with the, with the corrected hands. So the hands were a quarter quote appropriate, you know? Yeah. Um, and I'm looking at it, and the first thing I thought is, man, it's really this watch is really shiny. Can we, can we turn the lights down? Can we get like the lights like dimmed? Because this <laughs> is just—it's too shiny. It's—it felt too shiny for the watch that I had been like romanticizing. But it's something that I I think is important. If you do go to boutiques, sort of like Michael did, do not fall into the trap of getting swept up into the boutique atmosphere. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's very it's very easy, and you know what? That's that's kind of something that I was expecting from uh, the AP boutique. Mm-hmm. I thought I thought she was gonna be very pushy, but she was, you know, very professional. Like I said, very accommodating. Yeah. Um, you know, she wasn't trying to get me a glass of champagne or anything ridiculous <laughs> like that. <laughs> um, but yeah, you're gonna you're gonna find that in some boutiques, and I, you know, I will say. As difficult as it is to kind of say, I'm going to do a little more than window shop. I'm going to walk in and try to handle some things. Mm-hmm. Just do it. You know, don't, don't be bashful. I, I think, I think some people get scared. Like, Oh my God, I, I can't go in there and try these things on. I mean, they're, they're salespeople. Yes. Well, this and, is, this is kind of going into the previous episode we have about like do's and don'ts with the boutique. You know, I think I said in that past episode, do not try the watch on. Because the second you try the watch on, they're just going to hound you. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> that, well, that's been my experience. But that being said, if you walk into the place and if you have a good positive vibe and you feel like they're not just trying to like hard sell you and you feel comfortable enough, you are more than welcome to try the watch on. But do kind of keep your defenses up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I also, um, I don't know what the boutique was called. Uh, my wife and I did fair bit of drinking before just kind of stumbling in there um yeah i mean but, you know, uh, jaeger bombs jaeger bombs i know you guys love jaeger definitely not um it it was kind of laid out like a like a torno sort of but it wasn't okay um but they actually had the bull of a moon watch and, oh shit uh, you were saying damn and uh i was being totally ignored first of all for most of it i saw some dude like buy a like some weird brightling like all cash like right away so i mean i guess that's why i was being ignored oh, um <laughs> but i got to try that watch on for the first time you know very cool. and and now i know the experience um it was shitty i i, I don't <laughs> <laughs> the watch is great but i i don't remember what the boutique was called and okay and the guy was like hey i'm here till midnight hey come back uh <laughs> so 
that was the only time where it got a little bit weird but otherwise the you know the watch adventures in in vegas uh were pretty fun so i would recommend vegas for both watch spotting if you want to see a richard meal in the metal on wrist <laughs> in the wild um and right. if you just want to want to go was, to some what was your experience boutique? trying the actual Bulova bull fucking bull Bulova Bulova how the fuck do you the, say that it's it's pronounced beluga yes beluga how was your experience trying on the beluga moon watch it was very nice it wears just like my srp triple seven um i think very a lot cool. of people are, are scared of the the moon watch because of the the dimensions right but uh it wears really well and i you know you and i have similar wrist sizes mm-hmm. um you know if, if you get a chance see if you find one and try it on it's yeah i'll try really, it on you know it's i really i'm sorry really really cool um you know <clears throat> high frequency high-end quartz watch you know mm-hmm. no nonsense sport chronograph i was really pleased that's awesome man yeah because i know uh, on paper when i was looking at the cause i didn't realize how big it was and then i, I went like a case dimension and so i'm like you know holy fuck balls this is, this is like a giant a giant watch you know the thing is, <laughs> yeah i guess if you were if you're looking at the watch and you're unsure, if you have tried on a turtle or if you own one of the new S or, or if you own like an SRB turtle, if that watch wears fine on you, according to Michael, the 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 Beluga Beluva, <laughs> that fucking moon watch, yes, that would moon be watch, great. Yes. <laughs> and um, finally, I uh, passed by a couple of of other places but inside the new york new york hotel um there's a swatch boutique nice and um you know it was the first swatch store that i walked into where the employees weren't on autopilot okay, <laughs> um, I, thought, I thought you i thought you were gonna say like meth or something <laughs> like that <laughs> sometimes maybe uh depends on, on where you are um <laughs> ton they had like a like a huge table full of those system 51s all of the oh, new yeah. editions plastic cases stainless steel cases um they had some las vegas exclusive pieces which i thought was really pretty cool kind of quirky like crazy loud designs something i would never wear but you know i'm sure people walk in and say like hey this is cool you know, I'll I'll spend 150 bucks on this and yeah, sure. You know, remember my vacation or whatever. Um, but it was, you know, but probably the Swatch Boutique and the AP Boutique were both um, equally enjoyable, I would say. That's and so I, cool. I was not I was not expecting that. So, like, so how like like did you you spoke with people in the Swatch Boutique then? Yeah, yeah, and and one guy was you know he was he just wanted to talk watches. I thought that was pretty cool. We we That's talked so some, cool, man. you know, we talked some Seiko, we talked some Omega, and um, you know, he was showing me all the new System Fifty Ones and all of the new variations in the straps um, and uh, case materials and stuff like that, which I've been ignoring um, well, recently. Did you, I, did you tell him you still have yours in the box? Yeah, I told him I still have mine in the box. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I have one of the first generation uh, System Fifty Ones, black dial, uh, still in the box with the plastics on it. So. <laughs> um, but yeah, those. I, I mean, it's it's a cool lineup. You know, Switzerland's first um, 
watch produced, um, you know, in a fully automated machine only process. So mm-hmm. it's, it has its, its place in history. So it's a fun watch. It's just, I mean, yeah. that, that's basically it. It's, 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 uh, it's fun, you know? Yeah. My understanding, it, it's because I'd seen a video online or a post or something that someone had done of like they basically bought that watch and just smashed it open to like look at the inside. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. That was that was pretty early on. I think twenty thirteen. A lot of out. yeah, it was when the, around the time of the the watch first came out. Uh, a lot of the components were plastic of them, like of the movement. You know. Yep. Yeah. Um, and it seemed to be that they were either. Um, very very precise like injection molded so um injection molding is a process of 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 plastic like kind of thermodynamics that like lego uses so like you you pressurize and like like ejects a a, a plastic into um a mold you know what i'm saying so yeah um, you break it apart and things like that but then uh, some of them almost looked like they were also 3d printed but like very 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 high-end 3d printed like the shit they use in like the auto industry you know what i'm saying yeah, and I mean the bottom line is, you know, this is this is a hundred fifty dollar watch. It's not serviceable. You can't take the case back off and, no. and service it. It's um, it's fully disposable. You know, uh, what I said about the System Fifty One when it first when it first came out, um, you know, was that it was a good option, um, below Michael Kors price range. Mm-hmm. You know, for for somebody to get into mechanical watches, and you know, I think that's a uh, at 150 bucks, that's a that's a really special watch, you know, for anybody yeah. that's 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 interested. Well, here's the thing: um, I think I think in that price range, when you look at other brands like Michael Kors or like those like some Fossil watches or like those, even those Kate Spade watches, they're watches that you really get the sense of um, people trying to take themselves too seriously. And like, here's the thing: like, if you want to get into watches and you want to spend that much money, do not take yourself too seriously. Have fun with it. Like, it's supposed to be. A fun purchase which is why i think those system 51s are pretty cool i mean I, I just just to kind of clarify when i was talking about the pieces being plastic i think it's kind of cool because the, the yeah. idea of watch automation is really interesting to me because that was one of the um Riketa during the soviet union was one of the first watch factories to like assembly line automate though the 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 movement building process and so the idea is very interesting to me so it's just it's a cool watch. I mean, I haven't taken much of a look at them since the second or third generation came out with like all the stainless steel cases and stuff, you know. Yeah. But um, but I should just look just just to just to see. Or I think, I think there's a Swatch store somewhere around. Right? I can walk in there. And I mean, correct correct me if I'm wrong, but I think, you know, even if you do have some plastic components within the movement wouldn't plastic components working in unison with other traditional materials kind of reduce wear on some of the other components? Yeah. I mean, it really depends. I mean, I, 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 for people that don't know, I'm a 3d printer. So I, I, I 3d prints a lot and I, I, I mess with a lot of different materials and the thing is it just really, um, depending on how you print and how you kind of, uh, automate your post-processing, you can produce parts which have, which are made of plastic or some type of resin or some type of kind of uh, resin compound, and there's like no friction. Yeah, which is so cool. That's like in a watch. That's awesome. That's you don't want friction. That's why yeah. you have to have watches serviced and lubricated because that's metal on metal. You mm-hmm. know. So the idea of having so that's probably why they're they're saying, oh, you don't have to service this watch because they've they've uh, they've manufactured them or they fabricated them in a way where there's just no friction. Some plastics are even technically self lubricating just because of the way they are, just because they're natural properties. You know. Yeah. So it's it's really really interesting stuff, but but overall, you know, um, 
like I said, Vegas is fun for, for both of those things, you know, kind of just having fun walking into boutiques and trying stuff on and seeing what, seeing what kind of crazy stuff other people are wearing. Yeah. Um, I was, I was really pleased with the way that I was treated in all of these places. And, uh, and I'm going to, I'm going to go out and say it. I, I love, I love AP. <laughs> like it's just, <laughs> I just think it's such a, it's such a cool brand. Um, you know, I, I'm not forcing myself to look past, um, any kind of rich guy marketing. I mean, they have some stuff like the, those weird ones they did at SIHH this year with like crushed diamond dust or something like that. And, you know, I mean, they, they have to play in that kind of field for some people. Um, but it's just, it's, it's it's the core of the brand you really, really respect. And it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Still, still family owned, um, you know, still, still using a lot of the same like legacy equipment that they really, they were, you know, I thought they were, I thought they were Richemont. They're independent. Nope, they're they're family they're family owned. How cool uh, fully, is that? I had no fully idea. private, you know. They still have, you know, Audemars running Audemars Piguet. <laughs> so, <laughs> see, that's super cool. That that yeah. I can get behind that. And and if if you know what, like, I know that there's kind of like a rich guy association with the brand, and you know, you see a lot of rappers wearing them and stuff like that. But if you if you get the chance to you know, go into a store and I, I've done it a couple times. Like there is nothing like the bracelet on a Royal Oak. It's just, there's yeah, nothing isn't like, it, isn't it like hand folded, like handmade. And then like all the monks are shot afterwards or something. Yeah, like dude, that. They, they got like the same furnace they had like in the 1800s <laughs> and they still like, it, it's, it's insane. And it's, it's fully brushed. It's entirely brushed, but it does kind of have this like, weird sparkle effect to it as if there were polished surfaces but there Interesting. aren't it's really it's it's wild it's just i i can't explain it you you really have to go go try yeah, i've never out. i've never seen the watch in person if we do end up in vegas together you have to show me um after i ask them if i can use their bathroom yeah yeah i don't i don't know if they have a bathroom <laughs> in that spot they might direct you to the the lobby that's but what they always do. Every time I ask, they're like, oh, the bathroom is actually right outside. They're like, no, no, no. I want to know where you piss. <laughs> You're just, not telling me you walk outside the store and take a piss in a bucket <laughs> in a closet. I want to piss where you piss, ma'am. All right? Yeah. Also, I will. I, for some reason, I told you uh, the security guards at these places <laughs> were all at least 100 years old. They're all as old as Adam Marbigay's furnaces. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, maybe I could have run fast enough. Hey maybe man, not. I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll say the same thing I texted you. That's the two broke watch knobs discount. If you're faster, <laughs> it's your watch. Uh, I don't think my wife would have liked that. She, she would have made me give it back. <sighs> not if you yeah, steal her something nice. Yeah. Yeah. I, I could have, I could have stolen a, a lady's Royal Oak. <laughs> Do they make ladies Royal Oaks? I think they do. I think they have they have like smaller sizes for for women stuff like that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that was that was my Vegas experience. It was it was fun. That's pretty That's much cool, it, man. Yeah, I, I, I the last what was the last watch adventure? The last watch adventure I went on was like, I think when I went to a local jeweler's here to try and uh, price out um, options to have my pole jot. Thirty-one, thirty-three chronograph serviced, um, which people who are on who follow our feed, uh, you know, it's it's sent out. It's it's I found someone to take care of it. 
hopefully. Um, this guy out in Kansas, he says he's been working on them for decades, specifically the 3133s, so sent it his way. And um, if you have other Russian watches you want him to look at as well, definitely DM or comment or, or, or email us. I'm happy to share his information. Some folks have already asked just based off my posts. So Does he, he also Does he also rub the watch on his lower extremities? I hope he does, man. I need that. I need that thing to come back with some man stank. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, like yeah. man stank, like, like of of not my own brand. You know, <laughs> like I just want it to smell like sweat and raisins. You know what I'm saying, God. dude? Yeah, totally. That that's what that's what a vintage <laughs> Russian watch should smell like. Yeah. If it doesn't smell like sweat and raisins or beef stroganoff, I don't want it. I don't want it. <laughs> All right, you fucking send this back and throw it in Adamar Brigade's phone to your furnaces with their flatbreads and their and their wrist brands. I don't know what the fuck they do. <laughs> but yeah that's, that's crazy cool man so should we uh you want to start wrapping up do we get to everything we wanted to get to let me check my list oh um updates we asked uh, the last episode we did was uh watch brands we know nothing about and we focused specifically on rado and like you guys are so cool with getting back to us and just kind of filling in gaps in knowledge because we asked just because we didn't know anything about the brand so people who don't know um watch brands we know nothing about is a segment that michael and i started last episode where basically we choose watch brands we fucking know nothing about and we spend about a day or two researching them independently and then we come on the show together and just kind of have a discussion about our independent findings and then leave it open-ended for you guys to kind of also comment on the discussion and uh people commented in so first off the rado logo it does spin (laughs) <laughs> the, the, the little anchor spins around <laughs> the little anchor spins around i still i that's so weird that's so weird to me you yeah. know i just feel it feels like a, like i was i forgot who was texting i, I think i was te- oh I, I think i was texting i think i was texting Nan, uh, uh nanner manner i think i was texting russell and um having the rado logo spin on the watch feels it feels like putting spinners on a porsche it's gimmicky you know <laughs> i feel like it's gimmicky it's like, oh yeah, dude, I got the fucking new 2017 Porsche 911 uh, Turbo. If Darth Vader fucking drove a Porsche, he'd drive this Porsche. Oh, and the the wheel spin. <laughs> <laughs> you know that that it's... diver that that diver still looks cool. I would take it spinning logo or not. <laughs> oh, the Captain Cook. Yeah, that thing yeah. is that that thing is mad. Well, if I could just like crack it open and glue that shit so it didn't spin, <laughs> I I probably <laughs> with like a flip like a Phillips head screwdriver. Yeah, so the logo go. logo does spin. Um, I think his name is I can't remember what his name. Wiggly Worm, Wiggly Wiggly Worm, Wiggly Worm, Wiggly Worm. Some Wigglies. I think it's two Wigglies. It's like a bunch of. I really have to write down like users' names before I try and say them on the show. Uh, I'm going to apologize to you. I'll tag you in the show. He uh, he has a, he had a really really cool vintage um, tuning fork Rado, and he was saying it's the same process they use, like the super compressed like like powder tungsten or whatever and it's like 50 mm-hmm. or 40 years old no scratches so they really meant it's scratch proof it's not the watch is not going to scratch oh cool. that was so cool that's just so fucking badass um yeah. in addition so rado is very very popular the fuck whatever is very very popular in um asia and we were saying india which is correct and also in asia one of our users wrote in and said like um, it's customary when you go to like Mecca on like Hajj, which is like a pilgrimage, to like bring back a Rado. Yeah, I guess there's a I guess there's a Rado boutique in Mecca, Michael. I don't have to go to fucking Mecca to go to I, a Rado boutique. There is. I'm like I'm mad. I my wife has gone twice, and I don't know why she hasn't <laughs> brought back a Rado for me. Baby, when you go when you go back to Mecca, you bring back a Rado. All right? <laughs> 
Um, so they are popular over there. Not so much here in the States, I guess. I don't know. It's interesting. But it kind of – what I learned also from talking with you guys is that Rado has a really interesting and rich just like vintage watch history, which I think I want to get into. I think I want to like start – sourcing out a vintage Rado piece but something that was also brought up to me is that you need to be careful because apparently it's super common for vintage Rados to be redialed you know mm. so it's one of those things you're gonna have to research in the same way you have to learn all this different little fucking minutiae if you want to get a authentic pole jot 3133 you're gonna have to do a bit of research and um before you dive into getting a vintage Rado but yeah I I, I just a big shout out and thank you to everyone who commented um, and just let us know about that? You know, PS Dance, uh, ready about Wiggly Wiggly Worm. I, I, I'm sorry, I don't know your name, dude. Um, Nander Manor, whose name I screwed up before, which I'm not going to do again. Um, am I missing anyone? I think I think we're good. I think I this might be a good good spot to to wrap it up. Okay, so yeah, I mean, um, here wrapping up. Uh, Rado, the logo spins. Michael's going to buy an AP Royal logo offshore. I have no idea what that means. Um, nope. Oh, I'm gonna like sneeze. I'm like I'm like I'm like mid I'm like mid sneeze. You're not gonna do it. It's not gonna happen. Not gonna happen. I'm gonna Believe will in it. yourself. Uh, <laughs> okay. Oh man, now it's like stuck. Ugh. Can 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 my can my nasal cavity get blue balls? Because that's what that's what it feels like right now. Like sure. I'm on like I'm on the precipice of a sneeze. Sure, that can that can happen. <laughs> sure, why not? So, um, and the website is up. The website is up at the time that y'all are listening to this episode. The website is up. TwoBrokeWatchSnobs.com. Go and check it out. Read this stuff. Um, we're going to try and update it every day. We're going to do our best. Definitely let us know your opinions. Let us know what you want to see because the headline is we made the website for you guys. We wouldn't have had the discussions and put all the work into making the website ourselves if we didn't have you guys as kind of inspiration it's just you know i'm not i'm not making it for me you know what i mean like i mean it's cool but we're making it for you guys and the community the whole kind of two broke watch knobs community that we're building so definitely go check it out two broke watch um as always email us with any questions or comments or thoughts on the show at tbws.contact at gmail.com again that's tbws.contact at gmail.com Hit us up on Instagram, at Two Broke Watch Knobs. Also, if you listen to us on iTunes, leaving us iTunes reviews is super, super helpful because that lets iTunes know that we're awesome and like they show our show to more people and so the community can grow larger. Because in my time on being on the internet and looking at watches, Michael, this is the only community I've ever felt comfortable in. You know what I mean? <laughs> Everywhere else, it's been awful. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's a good one. It's a good one, man. So yeah, definitely leave us your reviews. Um, do, 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 am I forgetting anything um, if you're on Instagram and you don't follow us on Instagram follow us that's super cool that stuff helps because um, it's just nice to kind of have people on the Instagram plus we're always looking to do more uh, giveaways I think we're we should start planning our 2000 follower giveaway soon because we're getting there mm-hmm. um, and yeah keep taking shots Using the two broke watch to- uh, boom, my God, fucking Christ box two broke watch snobs hashtag. In addition to tagging us two broke watch snobs in your shots for the uh, to be, to be uh, enter a chance to basically be regrammed on Sunday one of three, and um, yeah, I think I think that's it. I think we're good. I think we're good. Okay, do you wanna do you wanna start the sign off or or, or, or should I? Yeah, my name is Mike. And this is Kaz, and you've been listening to Two Book Watch Now. Later, guys.